In this clip from my wonderful conversation with Osha Gunsberg, we talk about the joy of being asked for help and that it's actually more about the survival of the friendliest rather than the survival of the fittest. And that as a species, we have succeeded because we are cooperative and our brains are actually hardwired to be rewarded for when we help others. The interesting part about this, Osh, is there's a few themes you brought up. Tools, reaching out to people, mm. 23 people called in one day. In a way, what I'm putting into that bucket of, there's a help out there in abundance. And yeah. the challenge for some people, and I recognize this for myself, is to tap into it. And one of the massive penny-dropping moments I had during my journey early on after my cancer diagnosis and getting chemotherapy is actually this realization of when you reach out to people and your help is then that request for help is accepted, that not only Mm. clearly you're going to benefit, and that's what you've talked wonderfully about, but this realization, actually the person that's helping you is getting a sense of joy a sense of pride in helping their fellow human being, that oxytocin hit. And this was this crazy revelation of going, how come I've spent most of my life denying this reciprocal joy exchange? And so it'd be wonderful to hear your view on, you've talked about some wonderful examples with Jackie, your manager, suggesting you get help. You reached out to 23 people during those really dark moments. Yeah, I'd be interesting to hear your thoughts on, is there a sense of a feeling of going, yeah, the feedback you've had or the sense of when I've actually reached out, those people are mm. all too happy and actually it's giving them a oxytocin hit or a pride hit to do so. Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to default to one of my favorite duchies, Rutger Bregman. He wrote a, an extraordinary book called uh, Utopia for Realists and, and a brilliant, brilliant book called Humankind. And his hypothesis essentially is that it's not survival of the fittest, it's survival of the friendliest, and that we have succeeded because we're cooperative and our brains are wired to reward cooperation, help and assistance. Because when we help others, we also benefit. It might not be immediately, but when we help the community, we are strengthening the community that we will one day, that we always, that we will rely on, but one day might rely on more than anything. And I absolutely struggled and thought I was a burden and didn't want to call people, Mm -hmm. didn't want to bother people. And I remember David, who's an amazing human being, he's the man that kind of guides me on my sobriety adventure. He's got kids, he's got got older kids, he's got younger kids, he's got kids with this wife and kids with that wife. He's a lovely man. And I'd call him up and I'd just hear chaos, bedtime chaos or whatever, and I'd be losing my shit. Like, mate, I'll call back later. He goes, no, nah, pal, I'll talk to you right now. And he'd walk outside. And i say, mate, I'm so sorry to pull you away from my guys. Like, you don't understand. Mm. When you call me, you get me out of my head. You, whatever shit you've got running around your head, screaming and yelling, that's making you call me because you can't bear it and you need to speak to somebody. When I pick up the phone and speak to you, that shit disappears for me as well. And... That is a real fundamental tent pole. It's a foundation of the sobriety fellowship that I'm a part of is being of service. And it's often said, if it's convenient, it doesn't count. Because 
putting yourself second is an amazing thing and you know, getting out of your own head and understanding that you're actually not the most important thing in the world. <laughs> it's really good. It's really powerful. And I spoke, there's an amazing Japanese guy I had on my podcast, Ihan Shimis. He was a massive man in Tokyo, had the ponytail, had the Porsche, had all of it, had sashimi flown in from North Atlantic, like all crazy stuff like that. And then gave it all up, gave it all up and became a, a, a wardsman essentially at a home for severely disabled people. And he just talks about like, ah, all oh, right, this is happiness. It's helping other people. And he talks about it and like the only truly sustainable form of happiness is in helping another human. And it's not from buying a new thing or getting a new phone mm-hmm. or it's in helping another person. I'm very lucky to have become a step parent and even luckier to, I'm as lucky to have become a parent. I've got a step daughter and a stepson and a son. And so straight away, you're number two and straight away, your day now becomes about helping someone mm-hmm. else the best life ever and about helping this little girl achieve all the things she wants to achieve. And the sense of joy and satisfaction that you get out of that is astounding and ultimately makes me better at what I do. So it's never a bother. It's never a bother. And look, if you call a person and they like, they couldn't be bothered to speak to you that day, then that's okay, man. That's all right. There's other people to talk to. It's okay. But it's never a bother. And you're actually helping the other person. And they're always grateful. I love to help people, man. It's my favorite thing to this do. Is the, this is, this the is my point. This is this crazy self-sabotaging instinct that I'm working on myself. And this is the whole one of the major reasons for this podcast right. to go, people want to help. People, as you say, are yeah. hardwired to and get rewarded by helping someone else, helping their fellow human being. And how is it that there's whether it's culturally, whether it's from our childhood, whether it's from, from hardwired sense of needing to be independent, we hold ourselves back from doing that. And I 100% empathize with what you brought up with this feeling of, one, of being a burden, of this sense yeah. of, I oh, know, it's okay, I'll manage, don't want to be a burden, don't want to put you out. And it's this crazy, I'm fascinated by this. And this is what I'm hoping through this podcast and discover more of going, what is think, that about? I think you don't want to be taking the piss. You don't want to be taking the piss. For sure. Know. There's that great Seinfeld episode about how long do you have to know someone before you can ask them to help you move your couch. Yeah. You don't want to be taking the piss. But there's someone and out there who will help you move your couch, yeah. right? Yes, it's true. This is absolutely true. It's just extraordinary that there's, and I, this is what I've tried to weave into some of these episodes of some hacks or some tips or some insights. And some things that I reflect on that I've experienced, for example, when someone says, oh, let me bring around some, uh, some food. Like you're sick, you're recovering from yeah. chemo. I'm like, I'm going old Ashley, which I've called 1.0, would have gone, no, no, no yeah. don't worry. Thinking they're going to go out to the supermarket, buy some food, spend an hour cooking mm. this food for me, and then spend the time to drop it around thinking that's quite a big ask, that's quite a burden. And yet that's the narrative I put into my head. And then the reality is actually, no, actually, I'm cooking for the family. We'll just make you some more. And it's no skin off my nose. I'll drop it around. And the joy and the sense of knowing I've helped you when you're in a shitty state is going to give me a massive boost. I hope you found this clip useful and that you'd be happy to share it with a friend or family member or work colleague that you think could benefit from hearing it. And remember that by helping yourself, you're helping each other.